0: I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome back. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you're listening to this in real time, today is actually Valentine's day in the U S if you're not listening to this in real time, that's totally okay. And be sure to stay tuned in as today's message may still resonate with you at any point throughout the year because of the day, I wanted to focus on the messages of love that we receive throughout our lifetimes. I will honestly say as much as I love Disney and visited Disney World when I was a kid on a consistent basis and love all the movies, Disney also sucks sometimes. (laughs) And I say that in the sense that it really sells us on false pretenses And the more modern movies really have a different type of message, at least you're trying, more realistic in some senses. But the old school movies, Cinderella and Snow White, um, they all sell us on this thought of there is a helpless type of girl. Um, She is strong in very different ways, but not ways that are very much highlighted and then she waits for a prince to save her until they can live magically ever after or happily ever after rather and it seems that you know we're we're brought up to think that we're magically supposed to find the person of our dreams and things magically happen in a given order at specific times in our lives right in our 20s or 30s and we get married and have kids live happily ever after And the fact is that regardless of what type of relationship you're in, whether it be a friendship, partnership, a business relationship, or indeed a marriage, this isn't always the case. It isn't always happily ever after. And that happily part doesn't happen all by itself. It takes a lot of work. And this also includes the relationships that we have with ourselves, And it seems that no one really likes to talk about how much work it actually takes, especially in the current day in which we live, where it's so easy to get stuck on others' social media highlights that we don't really realize the work that takes place behind the scenes in order for these relationships to actually function. And when we do this, we do this to ourselves, we do it to our kids, to our youth, and then we perpetuate the cycle of thinking that it should look one way or be experienced in a certain way and things happen on their own. that then we have all of these expectations that come crashing down when they don't. Instead of this, I strongly believe that it is our responsibility as adults to work on the things that I'm about to share with you, because when we instill it within ourselves, then we do what is necessary to work on the relationships with our loved ones. And when we do that well with those we love in that the different terms that we can define the word love it is then that our kids and our youth see the way we can love each other, and they then learn from that. So what I wish to share with you today is how to love mindfully. While there is a lot to keep in mind, I focus on seven main pillars, themes, or ideas, so to speak, on how we can love while keeping mindfulness in mind. So first and foremost, I define mindfulness as paying attention to the right here and right now with kindness and with curiosity. And we actually live mindful lives without even realizing it. When we become aware to it, though, sometimes it may require more work. It may require us to look at the connections that we hold a little bit differently to become more intentional about where we place these these awarenesses and where we place our attention, our focus, and in turn, our love. So the first one is listening. Listen, mindfully listen to others. How we live, we really often listen to response and not listen just to listen. Listen. And what I mean by that is sometimes we are hearing what someone else is saying, and in our minds, we're already deciding, do we agree or disagree with what they're saying? And we're constructing a response based upon our stance that we take. It can be a challenge at first to practice mindful listening, where you're truly just hearing not to respond, where you're hearing with all of your senses, and you're there to just take the information in. And that can be a challenge when we have so many opinions about so many different things. This is when we listen to fears, to successes, to where emotions are tied to, and really to what the speaker considers important, where we listen with not only our ears, but when we also listen with our eyes and with our souls. When we engage in mindful listening, we can even ask the other person, do you just want to vent or do you want a response? And that way we know how to show up and what they need from us. Sometimes we go into the roles of wanting to fix a situation, of wanting to offer advice, and sometimes the other person just needs to vent to let it all out, and they can come up with those conclusions on their own. And these can be whether they're kids or adults as well. And that leads to the second point, which is mindful communication. And this is really how we use our words. And what I mean by that is, especially when we disagree, sometimes we can be very accusatory instead of sharing how we feel. So for example, sometimes it's easier to say, you're a jerk for doing that as opposed to saying, I feel hurt when you did blank, because this is how I feel about it. That takes a lot more energy, takes a lot more words. It takes a lot more explanation. However, what it does is it removes being accusatory. It removes placing blame and it helps the other person to see where it is that you're coming from why it is that you feel the way you feel and hopefully can help them take perspective on the way that you're seeing the situation so that they can truly see you and not just anger or hurt from what happened. Mindful communication is knowing when to pause, is knowing when to step away while still remaining committed to come back and to finish the communication until both parties are heard and hopefully move forward. It really includes and entails letting go of our own ego and listening to listen and communicating to communicate and not to hurt. The third point is acceptance. We can agree or we can disagree or agree to disagree, but it should not be our focus to change others. Especially those we love. We may want them to see our perspective. Sometimes we may want them to become a little bit more open minded, but the goal is always to grow together. Acceptance is a big part of mindfulness because when we accept others, there is a greater understanding of the awareness of what is happening in the present moment and to continue to be kind and curious about the other person and also about what is happening. When we engage in this, we may be more apt to understand what it is that the other person needs and even perhaps helping them grow which is different than full-on changing a person. And when folks are understood, they're more willing to not only understand back, right? But to work together. Accepting is also important when we talk about accepting what we need to let go of. Letting go of mistakes that we've made. Letting go of mistakes that people we love have made. Understanding That there may be anger, but trying to let go, to accept, and to move forward. It also means letting go of other people's expectations and of the societal expectations of what love has to look like. These are not defined terms because we can define this on our own. The fourth pillar is appreciation and showing gratitude. It's really easy to take those we love for granted, It is because of that, that we usually show our true colors and that we can feel safe exploding amongst those we love as opposed to exploding at work or in school or in our outside lives. Because of this and so many more reasons, we do want to engage and be vocal in sharing and showing our appreciation and our gratitude for those that we love. Even when it comes to simple things, sometimes we think, well, that should just be understood or it's not important to say that because it's an expectation that that person is going to do blank. But as simple, even for saying thank you for throwing at the garbage, yes, maybe it's an expectation in a sense of perhaps a role that our partner wears or that we have, but saying thank you for these small things can make a really big difference. We want our loved ones to know that we appreciate them and that they're not being taken for granted. And we should not assume or take for granted that they know these things, but instead share our appreciation and our love for them as often as we can. We want to really make sure that we're paying attention to the little things that they perhaps may do or say throughout the day, And bring awareness and attention to those things too by sharing our appreciation. Sometimes we get stuck on waiting for those big things, on waiting for the glitter, the rainbows, the butterflies, the cupids flying through, that we forget about the real things. The small things, the little things are truly the things that count. The fifth pillar is the gift of time and being present. Again, that definition of mindfulness that I use, paying attention to the right here and right now, that is practicing awareness and being present. Spending time with others is also investing in others. When we help and support those we love, it not only helps them, but it can also help us feel good about ourselves. And it shows that we are showing our love as opposed to just, Stating our love, right? Actions speak louder than words. So we want to make sure that our actions follow through on the things that we say and that our words are not empty, so to speak. Time is also our greatest resource. We can't ever get it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. And knowing that we are giving our time to those that we love is big. However, we want to make sure that we're being intentional with that time and that we're being present with that time and where our attention is going. So, for example, being in the same room with the TV on while on your phone isn't really spending time with one another. But engaging in mindful communication and conversation, in a dialogue, in sharing our thoughts, our hopes, and dreams, that is indeed time. And remember not just sharing, but also listening. Be present with those you love. The sixth pillar is play. And this is not only when it comes to kids. This is also when it comes to adults. It's so important to have fun. And sometimes in our everyday hustle and bustle and in work, we sometimes forget what it's like to have fun, what it's like to either sit down on the floor and play with a Lego set, a puzzle, to color, to go on a roller coaster, to experience something new, to go on vacation. Spending time, connecting, nurturing our inner child is so important when it comes to then connecting with those we love and playing together in all senses of the word. And the last one, and probably the most important, is knowing how to love ourselves. So throughout these pillars, we've really focused on how we show up for others But understanding how we love and show up for ourselves is just as important as all of these things because it helps us with the six pillars that were just mentioned. It's so important to really understand how we respect ourselves, how we love ourselves, and understanding what it is that we need for our minds, for our bodies, for our souls, Because if we don't understand this for ourselves, and it's really hard to communicate this to others, to those that we love, and then we have this kind of one-sided type of relationship where they don't know what it is that they need to give us in order for us to feel truly fulfilled. Loving yourself also means asking for help when you need it. It also means speaking up for ourselves so that we know how to speak up for others so that we know how to share what we need and then how to show up for others. It's knowing what fulfills us, knowing what makes us happy and knowing all of this helps us become a better partner. It helps us allow ourselves to feel loved by ourselves and by others and think of how can you nourish your own self-love every single day and when you have a greater understanding of this then you may have a better understanding and awareness of how you can nourish the love of those or with those around you whether it be your parents your children your spouse your partner your colleagues your loved ones in any senses of the word i hope that just hearing these thoughts from these seven pillars really helps you understand the things that we need to keep in mind and the things that we need to work on. It sometimes can be easily said, yeah, you need to work at love, right? It doesn't come easily, but then what does that mean? And how do we do that? I hope that this brings you some new perspectives, some new ideas. And I hope that it leads you to take time either today on Valentine's Day or any other day in the year, and really know how to love yourself and what it means to truly love someone else. If you liked what you heard, I do encourage you to share it and tag me on the social media, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening in, and I wish you a wonderful Valentine's Day or any other day, and know that it is always acceptable and okay to love yourself and love others. Regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a breath in through your nose and exhale that breath fully as you bring to mind someone you love. Perhaps it's your child, perhaps a partner or spouse, perhaps a parent or a friend. Perhaps it's someone you see every day in person, or perhaps it's someone who lives in your memory and in your heart. Think of that person's face, think of that person's smile. And with peaceful energy in your heart, you can repeat out loud May you be happy, may you be healthy. May you have peace in your mind and in your soul. And then as we shift gears, picture yourself in your mind. Perhaps look at yourself in the mirror as you desire the same wishes of loving kindness onto yourself. May I be happy. May I be healthy. And may I live my life with peace of mind and peace in my soul. May you always feel loved by others and most importantly, from yourself. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. DeJesus. And as always remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.